Hey there, welcome back to another episode of Foot Traffic. One of my favorite things that I get to do on the podcast is interview other experts that get to come on the show and just share their brilliance. And I really, when I look at who do I want to interview, I'm looking at what do I want to learn? What do, where do I want to improve on in my business? And today's episode, I am bringing you Brian Moran. He's actually the founder of Sam Cart, and he's the host of the podcast, the five minute marketing podcast. Um, Brian really, I, I loved our conversation. He is a, just a startup entrepreneur. Like all of us were right. He then grew his company. It has grown over the years. Sam Cart now has over 65 employees. Uh, he uses examples. I love it. He didn't even know who I was when I, or my background, I should say, when we were chatting and he brought up the example of helping his mother-in-law with her dance studio. And he was giving examples of what he did to help her in her business to convert more, to get more social proof and all of that. So we're going to be sharing, um, even though he's the founder of Sam Cart, this is not us pitching his product. This is how are you effectively growing and marketing your business? How are you helping other people grow and market their business? And I think you're going to love this conversation because you're going to see how some little tweaks, um, just some messaging, some changing of, uh, of certain headlines or making it simpler, right? That's the best part. If you're ever thinking, I have so much on my to-do list. I don't even want to hear another strategy. A lot of what he's talking about is simplifying. It's making it less complicated. This episode is going to be for you. If you feel like it's time to start to simplify your business. Enjoy. This is, this is a great, great episode. Growing your business doesn't have to be difficult. It's all about mastering a few key techniques, systems, and mindset. Welcome to Foot Traffic. With over a million downloads, it's the go-to marketing podcast dedicated to helping you grow your small business. I'm your host, Stacey Tushel. I've been an entrepreneur for over 15 years, and I own multiple seven-figure businesses. Together, you and I are going to get you more customers in the door, more profit in your pocket, and more happiness in your home. Let's transform your business starting right now. Hi, Brian. Welcome to Foot Traffic. We're so excited to have you here today. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah. So I am really excited to just kind of dive in. And before we do that, I would love to hear like what your entrepreneurial journey has looked like um, from whenever you started until like right now, I kind of want to hear like that shortened version of what got you started, what got yep. you excited and um, why starting a business? Yeah. So, so I graduated college in 2009 and always had the entrepreneurial bug. My dad was entrepreneur growing up. So I, you know, he kind of pounded in my head, don't ever work for anybody else. So ruined me from a young age. Um, but in 2009, that was right after the economy collapsed. So, and I had a marketing degree and there were not many job opportunities outside of like door-to-door -door sales back then, which was not something I wanted to do. So was lucky enough, um, got married maybe nine months after college, so needed a real job while I figured out how am I going to become an entrepreneur? I can't just go do that right off the bat or my wife and I aren't going to eat. Um, so got a, a corporate job here. I'm in the DC area. So everything around here is government. Um, it not exciting work at all was bored yeah. to tears at work all day, every day was in a lockdown government facility. So no phone, no internet. I mean, it was miserable. Um, stayed there for two years. And while I was there, on the side and then a little bit at work, which is kind of how work ended up. It, it, I, I'll tell that part of the story in a minute, but started a, a business online 
started Googling like most people do, you know, how do I, what can I do online where I can earn a living? And got introduced to the info product space, the digital course space and thought, man, that actually sounds like something I can do. I could write an ebook. I could get somebody to design it for me. I can go into the, you know, the batting cage because our first niche we got started in was baseball. I was a baseball player all through college and beyond. So I thought, let me just take a passion of mine, go in to the batting cage with a little flip cam back in the day and make some videos and see if somebody will buy it and spend a year trying to figure out how do I actually get someone to buy this product? What should the product be? All the things that most beginners struggle with that, you know, nobody figures it out overnight. Um, and slowly but surely grew it. And one thing led to another and replaced my income at work. And luckily, before I ended up getting fired at work because they found out <laughs> I had another business that it was making more than enough to feed the family. And mm -hmm. um, and that was it. So we grew that from 2009, 10, 11, 12. We were doing a couple million bucks a year in like 2013 and just got really frustrated with the technology of the, at the time for the shopping carts of the day didn't let us do things that we knew we needed to do to maximize how much money the business was generating. Right. So we said, look, let's wireframe out this idea for this new piece of software that we have. We're not, I wasn't a coder at all. So I, I was just going to say, a, like, yeah. do you have background in this? Is this something that you like? Nope. couldn't even believe you were heading into? Because I know I people knew, get... Uh, I, I, the, the, for, for me personally at the time, like I said, we're doing a couple million bucks a year. There's not many people in the information marketing world that are doing 10 million plus. It's a very small group of people. It can be done, but you know, it's the Tony Robbins of the world yes. that figure out how to really scale. And that usually comes with things that I didn't really want to do, which was speaking on stages, holding big mastermind type groups. I just didn't have real you know, a desire to do that. But I saw a lot of friends who were getting into software, still mm -hmm. selling to entrepreneurs, but instead of selling information, selling tools that demand a recurring bill. Yep. And so I thought that this could be how we take it to the next level. And I love software. I love design, but I can't code. So we just need yeah. to find coders. And luckily we did and came up with that, you know, MVP version of Samcart in 2014, launched it and the rest is history. That's what we've been doing ever since. So cool. So the frustration came from like, can, I guess, give me the idea of why this was needed. Like what were some of the things missing in shopping carts and like, what were yeah. the frustrations where you're like, this is costing people money. Yeah. So at the time our business was very simple. We, we got traffic either from paid ads or affiliates or mm -hmm. organic drove them through a mini sales funnel. Someone would opt into our list. We'd build landing pages, sales pages, and all of that was easy back then. I mean, lead pages had just come out, so they made it even easier. I knew my way around how to code up pages and kind of stitch things together. So that wasn't too painful. But when it came to someone landing on an order form or a checkout page where they give me money, there was no good way to build those pages and optimize them or split test yeah. them or make them mobile friendly. And then for, for me, our business really lived on maximizing average order value. So what that meant for us is, we were spending money on advertising and we were selling a $27 course. And I knew I couldn't just sell that course and make money with ads. I, right. I would lose money every time. So I had to come up with a way to store the credit card on file and get people to add other courses into their cart during the process. Mm -hmm. That took a lot of custom code back in the day. And so that just got annoying. And we said, it should be a lot easier. You should be able to do this if you have no idea what you're doing, you know, tech wise. Right. And so that was the, really the, the motivation behind Samcart, the, the the checkout part of a funnel where you can get somebody to buy 
one or two or three or four things to maximize day one average order value and then long-term customer value, be able to follow up with people strategically to offer them the next product or service in your like suite of products. Um, all the things that happen on the back end, stats, analytics. I mean, back in the day, you had no idea where sales were coming from, who your best customer was, what they should be sold next, all those things you were just shooting in the dark. Yeah, um, which so that was, I mean, all of the things you just mentioned, if we could find that out, if we knew that information, how much money would we be generating with that yeah. knowledge? Yeah. Yeah. It's astronomical. Yeah. I mean, it, it's yeah. you know, business, this, some businesses, just this one little piece takes a business that's failing and turns it into the number one player in that space. Because I mean, you, you can double or triple a business almost overnight as, you know, as crazy as that sounds. I mean, this, right. you know, this is how Amazon survives. If Amazon didn't have the ability to turn us all into repeat buyers and get us to add more than one thing into our cart, they don't exist right. as a business. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, it's more important than most people think. Yeah, absolutely. Now, as you're talking sort of like the, what these funnels look like, I think a lot of times funnels can sound confusing. They can, we can overcomplicate them. We think it has yeah. to be, we have to be tech savvy. Um, like, how, like, how do you get people to understand that this is simple? This doesn't have to be overcomplicated. You can get started even if you're not tech savvy. Yeah. I mean, I think the best way for me to show people is show them real world examples out in the wild where the funnel is one step or two steps mm -hmm. that it doesn't need to be, you know, it doesn't need to take 70 different steps to go through the whole thing. You don't need to have a 200 day email autoresponder with all these, you know, if then statements do, it doesn't need to be that smart. I mean, you look at some of the biggest companies in the world, they don't have a funnel. Amazon doesn't have a funnel. Uh, Apple sold, sold me a $2,000 phone last week with one page. You hit the yeah. page, you learn about the, the product or service and you go to actually buy it. You, I didn't need to opt in. They didn't need to follow up with me. Those things can help. And there's a time and place for them. Mm -hmm. I think that's the big aha that most people need that, that I needed back in the day, which is you don't need all the bells and whistles to get started. You just yeah. need a good sales pitch, which can be done in one video or one page or one Facebook post. It doesn't matter the format. It doesn't need to be spread out over multiple steps or multiple days. Yeah. You know, very rarely does that actually need to happen. Um, if you're selling something relatively low ticket, it can be done, you know, in one sitting. Right. Yeah. I think people, we, we confuse other business models and think, well, this is how they did it. So I have to do this. And you're yeah. right. If you're high ticket versus low ticket or, um, reoccurring versus one time there there's massive differences. Yeah. So speaking of like the, all the bells and whistles, what are some bells and whistles we actually do want, or we actually do need in, our, our funnel in our sales pages? Like what are like non-negotiables that you're yeah. thinking you've got to be doing this? Yeah. So we have this concept at Samcart for more of our beginners. And it's funny, even some of the legit sellers that we have that are doing yeah. 10 to a hundred million dollars in sales, they will still use this concept of a one page funnel in which is essentially to anyone who knows direct response marketing, it's a sales page. It can either be a long form sales page with a lot of text and videos and you know, images or whatever else you want, or it could just be as simple as a video with a buy button underneath. But that page needs to have what any good sales pitch has, whether your sales pitch is delivered via a three hour webinar or a 17 step marketing campaign, or you're closing people over the phone. We boil everyone has their own opinion on what you know, there's different sales processes. There's a something called the 12 step sales letter. There's problem agitate solve. There's hook story offer. 
and they all basically boil down to the same core elements. And the way we explain it is we call it the core four. And the core four for us is excite, connect, prove, and convert. So if you think any good sales pitch, you, you have to excite someone about your product. It can't be bland. And we were talking before about how you have a lot of brick and mortar stores. Yeah. So my mother-in-law has run a dance studio in our hometown for 35 years. And I started helping her three or so years ago, right when things started, like her, the studio was kind of tailing off. They needed something yeah. to bring them back. And the first thing I did was looked at all their marketing material, their website. They weren't really running ads, but anytime where they were trying to convince someone, it was not exciting at all. And it's not their fault. They just weren't trained in marketing or sales. They're trained in dance. Right. Most brick and mortars in that dance world would talk about how how good the teachers are, how quality the classes are, things that parents care about. But that's not what I mean. I have a six and a one year old daughter. That's not what I care about. Mm -hmm. She's six years old. I don't care if your teachers taught at (laughs) Juilliard. I just want her to have fun. I want her to make friends. I want her to have, you know, have us have memories together. Mm-hmm. So we changed the headline of the studio, which is the headline of the homepage, instead of the most trusted dance studio in Howard County for the last 35 years, which is nice, but no one really cares. Yeah. The new headline is friends and memories that last a lifetime. Mm-hmm. That's what excites a parent in that world. So think about what actually excites your prospect, the someone that who's going to buy your product or service would it not the surface level go four or five steps deep if you think it's your teachers you know mm-hmm. ask well why does someone care if your teachers are good well because i want them to have a good experience in the class and get better as a dancer well why do you want that well because they're going to have fun like you will end up getting deep enough to where you will find what's truly exciting to mm-hmm. your prospect and it's usually not what you think it is yeah um so step one is excite you got to have a product that makes someone think I really want this. Like, this is something that, that I need in my life. That step two is connect. And we usually do that by telling a story, either the backstory of the business, the story of, you know, I just told you the story of Sam cart, like the sharing that I had the same problem that a lot of people have. I'm connecting with anyone who hears that story and they know, yeah, this guy didn't just make this piece of software because he wanted to make some money. He actually had a need. It's going to deliver, you know, a solution, same thing with the dance studio. Tell the story of why you started the studio. You were a mom with a little girl, just like the mom with a little girl who's reading this ad or on the website. Mm-hmm. So connect. The next one is proof. And this one that most people forget, which is just give as many proof points as you can, whether it's third-party testimonials, whether it's testimonials of former students, whether it's newspapers you've been in, Anything that can bring credibility to you and or your business, you just can't forget how powerful that can be. And last step is convert. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pause you real quick and go to proof. So I 100% agree. I think we need, we need great testimonials. We need just somebody else saying they're amazing. Check them out. Yeah. Do you feel that like, and I, I love to hear just your opinion on, should we be going with our biggest and best testimonials or should we be making sure that they look relatable? Like this is actually achievable. I know people go back and forth on this. I think there's a time and place for both. And I think if you had to pick one, I would go with more believable every day of the week. Um, Yeah. Every day of the week. I mean, for even us at Samcart, we want Samcart to, I want people to know how, how, how it is trusted by some of the biggest brands. So if I'm in the middle of a pitch somewhere on, on my page or in a video, and I'm making a point that 
look, this is one of the most trusted platforms by some of the biggest brands, you know, for example, boom, 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 boom. Yeah. But then any other time in the pitch, I'm usually giving examples, testimonials from average Joe's walking around. Right. The dance studio. Right yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Love that. And I think we need to, I love that you said there's a time and place for both. And there is, I mean, we, we, I think tend to do more of the relatable, like you said, and we actually had somebody say, I was going to join your program, but I felt like I was going to be the biggest like fish in the pond. Like it was, and yeah. we're like, whoa, yeah. wait, 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 we've got amazing stories. But like yeah. you said, sometimes they're not believable. And then people think this is, this isn't going to work for me. So yeah. Yeah. And I agree all, with I that. Mean, the per, another examples with the dance studio, when we mostly for the dance studio, we only advertise to moms or dads that have young kids because yes. you're not going to get a 12 year old to switch studios. So our strategy okay. is get them when they're really young and let them grow up and they'll be in the studio for 16 years. We would never use a testimonial of someone who's now dancing on Broadway because that would scare that mom or dad. Like, 100%. I don't want my girl to be in a super rigid, you know, really taking themselves too seriously kind of dance studio. We, we just want the parent who wants their kid to have fun. Yeah. Um, so you just got to remember, it, always think through the lens of who's reading your, who's on your landing page, who's watching your video, who's on the other end of the sales pitch. Do, is this going to intimidate them? Is this going to make them, you know, connect more with us? Um, and that'll usually give you the right answer. Yeah. So good. Um, I want to ask you since the pandemic, has there been any major funnel changes? Like, like is there anything that you've seen is now more important than before? I, it's not really, to be honest. Okay. Um, yeah. I think just the, I don't think the pandemic has anything to do with it, but I think overall, if you look at online shopping, people are kind of that we're more in a rush now than we've ever been. We're less patient than we've ever been. So shortening things as much as possible. People, especially if you're in a market who is who is savvy to things like, you know, either long form, like a three hour webinar, for example, yeah. or an opt in form where they know the you know emails coming in aren't written. They know that they're all automated. If you're in a more savvy market like that, those things just don't work as well anymore. People want to you know you to cut to the chase to get to the point to just share them. How does your product or service actually help, and what is the price? And let me decide. It doesn't mean you shouldn't go down the list and hit all the marketing points that you need to make. I mean, you know, persuasion is persuasion. Um, and those things still work, but yeah, if I had to, to lean one way or another, I think we're always getting less patient. We're always kind of more yes. in a rush than we've ever been. So anything you can do to shorten the process. Mm -hmm. uh, and this is why I tell people too, if it takes you a long time to jump on something, this is not how the marketing world works in, yeah. in, in 2021, because if you take a while, by the time you finally implement it, the strategy, like you said, has been shortened, has been modified, has yeah. been fitted better for somebody who, like you said, is in a rush, is more tech savvy, or I shouldn't say tech savvy, is more business savvy of like how yeah. you're selling them. Yeah. So you've got to, you've got to move quick. Yep. Yeah. yeah, for yeah. Sure. Love that. Um, is there ever anything working with clients when people come into Samcar and start you know, building these out. Is there anything you ever wish they would ask more or that you always recommend like right away in the beginning? Oh man, that's a good question. Huh? Wish they asked more. I think one of the things people underestimate the importance of is the 
the art of selling that most mm -hmm. people think they can just make a page that has their product on it and they don't really yeah. need to make it sound exciting. It When all of us as product or service creators, we're excited by default by our product. We know because we're always so aware of the benefits of it. We know how much the little girl is going to love these classes. So we're already sold. And then when we create either a landing page or a website or a video about it, we, we kind of go into it with that presupposition that everyone else is, ex is as excited as we are. And we forget yeah. that nobody knows you <laughs> like they right. they are going to see your ad and you're going to look like everybody else, but you, you have to understand how important it is to excite, connect, prove, and convert or, okay, we, you we know, convert. I will, I will, I will let you go back to convert. I totally agree. And I think, um, you're right. We think it looks good. We think it looks great. And then all of a sudden it's like, when you do your market research, you do look like just yep. like everybody else. You've got to be really careful. Yeah. And so that's what drives me crazy is if I see somebody with such a cool product on Sampart, yeah. and I know it's not selling very well. And I know it, it would just be a new headline or a yeah. new intro paragraph or a new first 30 seconds of whatever video they're trying to sell it with. That's all they need. I mean, there's so many amazing mm -hmm. products that just die on the vine because they don't take the time to study how do you actually get someone excited about what you're buying how do you speak yeah. their language so they think man this this person really gets me this product is mm -hmm. i really believe it's going to work and, and it's and such how do you do. how do you study that how do you get that information or that data i mean the way i got it was just buy every course under the sun back in the day i mean yeah that's why we try to put out as much free content as you can i mean you just have to yeah. soak up as much as you can, whether it's podcasts like this, go yeah. look at competitors that you know that it's most likely whatever they're doing is working. I mean, if they're spending money on ads, you most likely know their sales pitch is probably pretty good. They've been around for a while, you know, their sales pitch is probably pretty good. Just soak up as much as you can. And you'll get to that point where you start seeing all the common denominators. If you look at, you know, 10 different sales pitches in any given niche, at first glance, they'll all seem different. Like they're using a different approach. Like they're mm -hmm. doing something radically different, but they're all the same. They're all yeah. drilling in on the problem that the customer has showing that they have something that provides a real solution, digging at the core benefits, positioning it in a way that sounds unique and exciting. I mean, you will see the common denominators at play. And what's great about all this is you can take you know, whether it's our core four approach or problem agitate solve or all the different frameworks that are taught out there and do it in your own way that has, you know, your feel to it and it will still work. I mean, it's just psychology. Yeah. It's just the way people, you know, learn about something new and then get persuaded to, to take the next step. So, yeah. yeah. And I think you're, you're making such great points. And, and I think a lot of times people will think, I, I have this, I have the headline, I have the page, I have the, but the question is, is it converting? Is it yeah, yeah. really giving you the numbers you're looking for? And if not, there needs to be something that's tweaked in there. We need to try something new or try something else. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So good. Yep. Um, I want to ask you what is, any tips or suggestions on when is the time to outsource, to hire your marketing, uh, to be buying software, things like that. Yeah. I mean, when it comes to, to outsourcing or just getting help on the team, I mean, I've been down that road a hundred times. I mean, we, I mean, just the journey of Sam Carp, we, the idea was that it would become a, a big business and I tried to do it 
on my own without a whole lot of, you know, really good leaders in place. And we'd get to 15, 20 employees and things would just kind of crash and burn because it yeah. was just so chaotic. And I didn't realize how much one or two really good key hires, people that, you know, my flaw is I don't have the operation background. I'm the yeah. idea, the creative, the marketing sales guy. So I can generate a lot of revenue, but create a lot of chaos and messes at the same time that if I don't have somebody else who has the business side of their brain working to help bring structure, you know, we're, we would just never have gotten past 15, 20 employees. Luckily, you know, we brought those people in and, and now we are. Um, How big is Sam Cart now? Uh, we're like 65 people. Wow. Uh, yes, an office down in, in Austin, Texas, and then here in D.C., but okay. so back in the day when it was basically just my brother and I and a yeah. couple of outsourced customer support, that was the first hires we made because we were growing and customer support was maybe one of the biggest you know things that had to get done. That was probably five or 10 hours a day. So we found some folks that were outsourced that we could help do, you know, take care of those people. Um, I've never outsourced the marketing. I mean, want, I, I struggle with this piece of advice because what I want to say is you never yeah. should outsource your marketing that oh, you, you, you say the, whatever you've been doing with Sam cart. We want to hear it. Well, yeah. I mean, it's where my gut is at is that it's just too critical. You as the product or service creator, yeah. I believe you're the best person to sell your products, but I don't think that's gospel. I mean, I think there are a lot of people that it's just, you know, there's a lot of things that I'm just never going to learn. I'm never going to try to learn. And maybe it's just because I'm, you know, good at selling and love marketing that yeah. that's what, where my advice lies. So I, I, there's definitely, there's always multiple routes to take. And there's, yeah. you know, if you're someone that just beats your head up against the wall, cause it's just not in your wheelhouse to, to become an expert marketer or salesperson, all I know is you need someone who that can be their strength, who yeah. knows your marketplace, who knows your customer. You can't just bring in some random person that is good at sales because if they don't know or care about who you're selling to, it's just never going to work. Yeah. You have to be able to get into the mind of who you're selling to. And that's why, in my opinion, it's that's usually the founder. It's usually the person who yeah. came from that world. Um, cause you've been in their shoes and it's the Absolutely. best way to sell somebody. So, yeah, we have a, we have a marketing program, like a coaching program and we'll get somebody to come in and they'll say, okay, so I'm going to put my fill in the blank. This person's going to come in and they're going to do this. And we're like, that's fine. If you want them to actually be the doer, like actually do this certain tasks. But if you're letting this person who you've just paid $15 an hour, brand new 90 days ago, come in and be the vision of your marketing, yep. you're probably not going to be happy with the outcome of, or the people you're attracting or, or what yep. they're putting out there. So I think you at least have to be involved enough to understand what's going on and then give that direction. But I, I yep. agree. I, and maybe it's just the way that we're built in our business, but I am a marketer too. I can't even imagine yep. giving, just handing that off. Um, but if, if somebody listening is feeling like they're lacking that they're not a natural marketer, I would say start studying it because it's something so incredibly important to the business. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a natural marketer. I mean, I'm the guy who either didn't get the job or quit after day one of any in-person sales. I couldn't in-person yeah. sell someone to save my life. It's just, I, I don't, I don't enjoy that process. Yeah. I'd rather just give whatever, you know, if I'm looking at someone in the eye, I'd rather just be nice and just give them whatever I'm trying to sell them. Yeah. That I think that's where the internet was good for somebody like me, a natural mm -hmm. introvert. I can record the sales pitch without anybody watching me. And then a million people can watch it, but I don't really have to, you know, be yeah. there for it. Um, 
but and that really worked for me. So I mean, everybody's different. You just never know. Absolutely. But yeah, you know, if you're sitting there thinking, I'm just not good at it, it is you can get good at it very quickly. It's mm -hmm. not that hard. I mean, it's just it's a formula. And if you follow the formula, it will work. Um, so I would say try to push yourself because you might be you know, 10 hours of studying away from it, just clicking. And then you being more excited about your business than you've ever been. I mean, that's why yeah. I think people like us that understand marketing, mm -hmm. I mean, it's an endless source of adrenaline. Cause you know, I can now go take almost anything, put an amazing sales pitch together and crush yeah. any competition that's out there. I mean, the growth in my business is now in my hands because I know how to sell. It's a fun place to be, but I understand mm -hmm. not you know, not everyone will get there, but right. if you're just worried about not being experienced, I would yeah. say, try to get a little experience and see where it goes. Absolutely. And I mean, here's the thing. I think I'm good at marketing now, but if I showed you a brochure from 15 years ago, I would be yep. mortified of what yep. it looked like. The horrible headline, the horrible picture where I didn't know you could like crop out the outside, you know, like just yep. little things like that. You'll get better. So I think it's, it's one of those things that comes with practice. So yeah. Brian, this has been so good. Thank you so much for joining us today. Where can people find you online? Find more about Samcart. Fill us in. Yeah. So obviously the, the main website, samcart.com. Uh, you can find us on Instagram and YouTube are kind of our two biggest channels. YouTube, we're always putting new stuff out there. Uh, Instagram is another great spot. So either one of those, um, you just search Samcart on either platform and you'll find us. Amazing. Thank you so much for being here. This was such a great conversation. And again, much needed. We need to figure out how to up level what we're currently doing. Imagine, you know, one simple tweak, like you said in the beginning, really having a massive effect on the revenue we're generating. So again, thank you so much for your time. No problem. Thanks for having me. If you're loving the foot traffic podcast, I want to invite you to hang out with me for five days. Yes. Join us in our next live five day boot camp where we will be discussing 10 free or low cost ways to drive more traffic. And you will be blown away by the content that we cover inside. Go to drivemoretraffic.net to get signed up and let's get you more visible.